Welcome to Uncommon Real Estate, where it's all about finding creative solutions for real estate agents and investors. In exclusive mastermind conversations with some of the brightest minds in real estate, you'll learn how to earn an extra six figures a year. Don't follow the herd. Be uncommon. Here are your hosts, multi-millionaire real estate agent and investor, Chris Craddock and Jeff Safright. What's up, everybody? Hey, this is Chris Craddock with REI Revive, and I am so excited to be here with my friend Brad Chandler. Um, Brad is the owner and CEO of Express Homebuyers, um, been around since 2003. He is like, I literally, this number is astounding for buying and flipping and wholesaling the number of houses here. 4,000 houses. Is that not insane? That's like crazy. How, how much How much do you think that is worth of real estate? I tried to figure it up the other day when I shot a video on TikTok. I, I, I threw 800 million, but I think it's higher than that. <laughs> Almost a billion dollars worth of real estate bought, sold, flipped, like owned as, as rentals. It's, it's just crazy. So bottom line is I don't need to say much more about it than this. Um, but that is a lot of real estate. And obviously Brad has, uh, there's not really many people in the world that have, uh, I, I mean, literally <laughs> there's not many people that have done the kind of business that, uh, that Brad's done over the years. So today's going to be really, really exciting and really, really fun to learn from Brad, learn how they think. I'll tell you, one of the things that I have, uh, I've said forever is uh, like a lot of times people want to do exactly what successful people do, but if you can get inside the mind of people that are have done a lot of business and understand how they think i think that that really is is how change happens and how we can really grow so i'm excited to do that also one of the other things we're going to jump into is uh most of you guys know rei revive where we learn how to monetize dead leads and so uh, Brad with Express Homebuyers here and, and my, my team, my retail real estate team, the Redux Group, we have done a, that. We've really kind of codified it. We were doing some stuff. They were doing some stuff. And we came together. We've really been able to codify that to, to do massive, massive numbers as well. So that's good. We'll, we'll jump into that as well. And then finally, we're also going to talk through some of the stuff that uh, Brad has learned over the last few years about um, how to change like some of the ways he, he sees a, himself and how that translates into growing a successful and amazing business. So looking forward to uh, going through all that here with you. So Brad, tell us about yourself. Tell us, um, you know, yeah, you, I mean, you started in 2003. How did you get into real estate? And yeah, just tell us about all that. So a neighbor uh, or an investor bought my neighbor's house in Vienna, Virginia. And it was a, it was like this recluse dude that lived there. It was completely overgrown. It was a disgusting house. And then all of a sudden it was bought and fixed up. And one day there's a bunch of people in the house. I'm like, this is really weird. I didn't know it was bought because there was no realty sign out there because it was an investor. I was like, what is going on? This house got fixed up. And now they've, I was like, is there a cult being run out of there or something? <laughs> so the guy came over and talked to me, the investor. And he's like, yeah, I buy houses for way below market from distressed sellers, renovate them and resell them. Dang. And I'm like, Dog, I've got two degrees in real estate. No one ever taught me that. So that was literally in November, maybe of 2002. In December, I'm like, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to run TV ads because my dad was an attorney. and He ran TV ads. I was like, I've never seen a TV ad about buying houses, right? So I'm like, I'm going to do that. So I put my mind to it. I'm like, I'm going to do that. I was working full time. My son had just been born in July. So he's months old. So I actually worked in this building on the 10th floor. 
uh, for developer. I'd come home at six o'clock, spend six to eight with him and then work from eight to midnight work weekends and just did everything. Pounded, we buy houses signs, put out door hangers, uh, posted stuff online, went to, went to RIA's. And each day and month that went by, I was saying, if they can do it, I can do it. But I couldn't find a deal. Like, I, I'm like, how are these people finding all these deals, for God's <laughs> sakes? Didn't have the money to do TV advertising. I graduated from graduate school with a negative $80,000 net worth. I paid for it on my own. So each month went by, each week went by. And in July of 2003, seven months later, eight months later, I bought my first house off of a uh, magnet on my wife's car at the time. That was, he had three houses. One of them was a mobile house, probably made like 30, 40 grand on it and bought six houses in July and August of that year, quit my full-time job in October. And here we are, you know, 4,000 houses later. That's awesome. That's awesome. So it was from a, a car magnet. Like, I'll, I'll just tell you, I see the wrap cars. I see the magnets. I always think, do those things really work? And uh, living proof right here that they actually work. I, I don't know. Let me, let me, well, and the other thing too, it was actually kind of funny. I was, uh, I was at the car dealership the other day, my, my truck needed to get an oil change. And so I was in there for, for a good half an hour. And, and I'll tell you, you talked about TV. I see this man's uh, pretty face smiling at me, uh, asking me to buy my house. So no, Brad, my house isn't for sale right now. So we, came, <laughs> we, we finally came up with the money to do TV advertising and we've probably spent, I don't know, close to $10 million on TV ads. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you guys, you know, it, it sounds like crazy numbers right now, but but who, who are we kidding? You guys are entrepreneurs. No number sounds crazy to you. Like, like, cause we're all dreamers. Right. And, and that's the way we think. So I, I love it, but it all started with, you know, not having any money and being able to, one of the phrases that I really love. Um, I heard Gary Keller say this when, when he was teaching a small group of us is your business needs to earn the right to build out, you know, the next piece of it, right. To build out its org chart. And so what I love about what you said is, you were putting in the the equity, the sweat equity, right? The, the legwork. You were going to RIAs. You were networking. You are meeting people, which, by the way, your net worth will always equal your network, right? The people you hang with are going to teach you how to think about money, right? And so if it's your network, net worth, then your network <laughs> worth will go down. If it's higher, it's going to go up because you're going to think bigger in that front. So with that said, you were out there working like things low cost, right? Magnets on the side of the car, networking, you're knocking on doors, doing that stuff so that you could build it out. And then as you did that, as money came in, you started reinvesting in the business. And uh, so tell us, how did you uh, go from, you know, three houses from a side of a car? What were, what were, and granted from 2003, you know, the whole world is, is not like 2003, but I am curious, um, what was the process for you guys, and I know you guys have done so many thousands of different types of marketing, um, but what was the process? You, you started off with the three houses like that. Like, what was the iteration to get to like TV and now like all of the stuff that you're doing now? Like, what were the... So I met my uh, business partner, who's still my business partner to this day, because I put a We Buy Houses sign in front of one of those six deals in Arlington. And he happened to drive a different way home. And he saw this. He's like, how is this guy doing... doing business in my hood because he thought it was only done in the lower income areas and I found a house through asking this question a lady called me she saw my we buy houses on another sign she's a truck driver she called me one night on a Friday and and said is your can I buy your house in Manassas Park I go no it's sold instead of hanging up the phone I said do you have any other houses you can sell or do you want to she says my mom has a house 
She wants to sell it in Arlington. I think she wants like 220 for it. Even back then, I'm like, ooh. So <laughs> she's like, but let me call her. She calls me back and she goes. And by the way, Arlington is is kind of more of a high-end area where we live. Like it's literally like, like 10, 15 minutes outside of the outside of DC. So yeah, 220 so, is crazy. <laughs> so she calls me back and she goes, Oh, I got my mom down to 185. It's a three-bedroom, two-bath brick little rancher. <laughs> that house today is probably worth a million dollars. Not probably. It's got to be worth a million dollars. So where was I going with the story? He's oh, my business partner. So I, I met him on the sign. We actually went to uh, this chicken steak place, this Latino restaurant. And over lunch, we decided we were going to form a business. Again, I had a negative $80,000 net worth. He had 10,000 bucks. He had flipped a couple of houses. I told him about my TV advertising uh, kind of like a vision. And he's like, I'm in, I want in. And so <laughs> we started and we were both doing everything. So about a month in, I'm like, hang on, you figure, you work on construction. I want to do sales and marketing. I want to close these houses. So we separated what we were doing into roles. And then we shortly thereafter started on a really slim marketing budget of, of TV. I don't know, probably five or 10,000 bucks. Cause that's all we had. And we were running like overnight spots for 20 bucks. And then as the leads came in, we just organically grew. So he did as much as he could. And then we're like, okay, we got to hire a project manager. That wasn't our first hire. I think we hired an admin per Gary Keller's, you know, I think that's his first person hire an admin to do the lower level or the lower price thing. So we just grew organically as, as, as one person couldn't handle more. We're like, okay, let's bring on another person. Let's reinvest the marketing. And then we took off. I mean, we, we crushed it in 2005, the first five months. And then we got too big for our britches and started making major mistakes. And you know, that's when the ego kicked in and tried to, you know, do things, you know, bigger than I, I was ready for. Yeah, it's interesting. Jim Collins um, in the book, uh, How the Mighty Fall, which is one of the, uh, you know, one of the sequels to uh, Good to Great, um, talks about the hubris born of success. And anybody that's ever had any inkling of success in their life has always been there where you 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 start having success and you feel like anything you touch will turn to gold. And and then you you learn really quickly that that's not the way life works. <laughs> so let's let's jump into the next piece. So um, as I mentioned, um, we like REI Revive, our, our team, the Redux Group and Express Home Buyers has really gotten um gotten together doing a lot of business together do you mind just talking through how you went through that that process i know you guys have done a ton of stuff um working to send deals out to real estate agents partner with stuff monetize deals and i know when we first uh when we first met i'll, I'll just tell the story real quick because i find it it's, it's funny but it's also one of my favorite stories so the guy that used to be your coo I, I guess I was, we were connected and um, I was giving him a call just saying, Hey, let me, uh, let me send those old dead leads over my way. And, and he's just like, uh, we, we send them out to another real estate agent. But I mean, I think we've sent in the last six months, like, like a thousand leads and, and she's closed like six of them. And so, yeah, we, it's just not worth our time. We've tried everything, not worth our time. And I'm like, come on, man, just, just send, like, and literally one of the, one of the things I've learned in life is that persistence breaks resistance. Right. And so I just kept calling and kept calling and kept calling like every week, a couple times a week. And, uh, I, you know, they were nice guys and we got along, uh, the COO and also sales director, uh, they were nice guys. We got along. And so they're like, ah, yeah, maybe, 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 maybe just like put me off to get on stop calling. And, uh, you know, but they also don't know me that I won't stop calling. <laughs> and so, um, so I just kept calling. And, uh, so finally, 
They said, hey, we're going to send you over 150 of our dead leads. Well, they sent over 150 of them. Turns out 70 of them were like already sold. 30 of them were out of area. So they're like 40. And I was like, man, there's 40 leads here. And this other person out of a thousand got six. I was like, I got to close six, you know? So literally, I I mean, everything I had to do. I mean, like literally everything I had to do. And I, uh, I ended up closing up six of those deals. And I called, I still remember giving Tom a call and just said, hey, I got six closings uh, pending. So where, where's the W9 where I can send the referral fees? He's like, you got six? What? And, and so it was so funny because it was uh, it was your all's office. He's like, why don't you come in and meet? And I met with you, your business partner, uh, you know, the COO and your sales director at the time. And, and my COO came. We're like, okay, let's, let's start working this stuff out. And then we started building this out. And I know... I mean, we were, I mean, we've, we have a lot of months. We're sending like well over $60,000 every month in referral fees. So like turning these dead, dead leads into real serious money. And so that to me is like one of my favorite, favorite things because it's such a win-win. It's, it's great for, for us on the retail side. I think it's great for you guys on the, you know, monetizing those leads. Um, you guys have been through so many iterations on that front as well. Do you mind just sharing some of the things that, you went through before that? I mean, we tried everything, Chris. We uh, we sold leads to LendingTree. We brought realtors in our office. We referred them out to countless realtors around the country. Um, we even formed an LLC with a broker and tried to uh, convert them. And nothing worked with the success that, uh, that you have found. Well, I'll tell you, this has been fun. And, and I'll say this, this is one of the other keys um, for all of you, whether you're in an investor or an agent um, or both. Um, one of the things that I, I think is really, really cool about the relationship is when you get into business with other people that are doing a lot of business, it just makes you better. Um, I, I've said this before, you know, Brad will ask me questions about why we do certain things in our business. And some things we have a really good reason. And some reasons, some things I've got a terrible reason. It's just like, that's what we've always done. And 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 it's not good and it needs to get better. And, and I think I asked Brad some questions as well and make him think and hopefully make him better as well. And so being able to, you know, be, you know, have a relationship that's more than just sending money back and forth, um, but actually uh, building a friendship and, and helping each other's business because you really do. And this, this was one of the things I always say about the Revive program is it's not, it's not just sending stuff out. It really is. It's a business partnership because if you succeed, you make, you make your, your partner better, right? The investor makes the agent better and the agent makes the investor better. And uh, so I think that's really, really important. Um, now let's transition to the last piece. So Brad, I know you've had a massive uh, life transition over the last uh, over the last six months to a year, and uh, one of the things I've heard you say a number of times is that through what's happened internally, it's just manifested itself through everything and, and making massive changes in your business, making your your business something that actually serves you versus something that you know you become a slave to this unwieldy machine. Do you mind just uh, kind of walking us through through that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So in February, I was um, my son was dealing with some severe anxiety. I went to talk to someone to help him, and they noticed something that uh, I actually they. I was on a Zoom call and they were like, you know, you have a tick. I was actually blinking a lot. Uh, you have a tick when you talk about your childhood. So you probably have some unresolved trauma. And I was just like blown away. I'm like, what are they talking about? So as a kind of um, show of solidarity with my son, I decided to go out to do this intensive with this ex-Navy SEAL. And through that process, we discovered that 
I had been telling myself or my subconscious had been telling myself these untruths for 47 years of my life, basically, you know, that I wasn't worthy. So I spent my whole life trying to prove my worth and it manifested itself in every area of my business um, from the way that I worked out to two failed marriages to, you know, a company express home buyers. I actually made millions of dollars, but that subconscious of you're not worthy caused me to uh, do things to prove my worth that ended up blowing up. And those were, you know, $9 million worth of mistakes with through five mistakes. So, um, yeah, that's that, you know, as I, as I network with folks around the country in all, in all different, uh, industries, just like top athletes, you're driven by that. I'm not enough. Some people can, some people are just magical and they don't make those mistakes, but probably the majority of the people hurt themselves more than they help themselves with, with the unresolved trauma. And that is because they do things that don't really make sense because they're clouded by their poor judgment of, I got to prove myself. So I did things that just now I look back, just made no sense. So uh, I'm in the process of committing to, uh, I've committed, I'm in the process of just starting rebuilding Express Home Buyers to the company that I always wanted to uh, without the trauma. And now I don't need to prove anything. So I'm going to create a business that works for me and my family and my business partner and our employees. We're going to build this, you know, world-class company um, focused on what's, what's works for us rather than going to try to prove anything to anybody. So, um, you know, I'm a Christian guy. There's, there's, you know, essentially there's a verse in the Bible that says wisdom cries out in the streets. And, um, you know, the fool has to find out for themselves, a wise person can learn from others. And so, um, most of the people that are listening to this are, have never sold 4,000, bought or sold 4,000 houses. Most of these people, uh, that are out there, um, have never been there, but most of you want to, to be at a place where you're, you're doing a massive amount of business. And so here's one of the things that Brad is, is being willing to be vulnerable and, and share with you guys is that even though, you know, he sells, you know, so many houses, I mean, literally, if you look at his company, there are, are so few, I mean, probably less than, I mean, just a handful of folks that, that do the kind of business that Brad does. And the reality is you can build a business that, that does a lot of business, makes a lot of money, brings in a lot of money, um, but doesn't solve the the goals that, that you have, you know, where at the end of the day, you know, you, you have this massive business, but, you know, does it serve you? Does it create freedom in your life? Does it create the, uh, the end goals that you have? And so what Brad is saying here that I think is just so important for us to gather is, um, if you're just building a business so that you can be showy on, on Instagram, be showy on Facebook, like, like show all the cool things that, that you have. I mean, that's not gonna, that's not gonna, I mean, it's, it's just not going to do the things that you want it to do, you know, but instead, if you can start focusing on yourself um, to really, really uh, get, have that manifest out so that you're not trying to prove things to others, but you're really working to just, be the person that you want to be and have a business that, that serves you and gives you freedom rather than makes you a slave. That's where, where true life and true success is found. So Brad, what would you say um, right now for all the people that are entrepreneurs starting out saying, man, the idea of selling, you know, almost a billion dollars of real estate, um, that that's crazy. That's awesome. I want to be there. What would you say is one of the best things to kind of not make some of the mistakes you made and get to where you are and where you're headed 
faster. So we've all heard, you know, money doesn't buy happiness, but most of us don't believe it because you look at people with money and you think they're happy. Um, I had money, have money, have a big boat, have a luxury car. I was happy, but I had no idea how much happier I could be since I've gone through this transformation. Um, and that was, I was happy before, but because when you feel unworthy, you don't truly love yourself and you don't have self-compassion. And when you, when you get those two things, you see life and you see everything in a different light. It allows you to build a company for the right reasons and not the wrong reasons of trying to prove something. So if I could go back, um, I would have not made those five mistakes worth $9 million because I wouldn't have had to prove anything. And now as I rebuild, I don't know if rebuild, re, uh, whatever, uh, my company, um, I'm coming at it from a place as what's best for me and my family and the people that are involved in this business. So, you know, start small, have a vision. And then just like I did, get really good people, create really good systems. And as you uh, get more net income, uh, grow, uh, grow, but, but always be asking yourself why, why? So when people are like, hey, I want to expand, I want to go to another market. I always ask why. And most of their answers aren't really great answers. So you've got to really think what's driving you because so many times our subconscious mind, which controls probably 90% of our thinking, does things that you have no idea. So you've got to stop and ask yourself and really go back to what is the true reason that, that you're making a move and just make sure it's a valid reason and, and for the right reason that's best going to serve you and your family. Yeah. You know, I, I'd heard you say this before, Brad, that I think is really interesting is um, so many people like are expanding just to show like just to kind of flex a little bit. Right. And and the reality is if you don't have your systems dialed in and you expand, what you will end up expanding is not the best part of your business, but you expand the worst part of your business. And you just get a bunch of piles of crap all over the place where you lose money. And, I, and I'll tell you, as somebody here who expanded too early, you know, I now have expansion locations, like a mini expansion and then a further out expansion um, after my systems were dialed in. But when I expanded the first time, I think we expanded into five markets and I lost money in four of those five markets. <laughs> we, we lost money in, yeah, four or three of the four or something. We probably made the mistake five times and we were never ready to do it. Yeah. So, so just to expand to flex, just saying, hey, I, I'll make more money if I expand. It, it doesn't work like that. If you're not making massive amounts of money and have your, um, have your, your systems dialed in where your, your main market is, don't go trying to expand it because all you're going to expand is the worst part of your business. And, I, and I'm telling you that as you know, I have done it. Brad has done it. We all have so many friends that have done it. So just this is wisdom right here. Don't don't lose money. And uh, I love I think Keith Cunningham calls it uh, paying a stupid tax when when somebody when you know better and you do it anyway. You know, so don't pay the stupid tax. We're we're going to going to help you pave that way for you. So with that said, Brad, how can people uh, get in touch with you? And, and, and I want you guys to hear this. This is um, just such an awesome offer because, um, Brad, I mean, literally, there are so few people in the world that have bought and sold over about a billion dollars worth of real estate, 4,000 houses. And, and I, I keep saying that because it's such a big deal because not many people have done that. Um, so I know Brad is uh, is generous with 
with sharing what what has happened in his own life, what he's doing, all all of that. Um, you know, not selling anything, you know, like, like just literally just giving, which is so incredible. Um, so Brad, how can people get in touch with you if they want to learn yeah, more? So I'm putting out some amazing content and it's probably going to just continue to get better as we walk through the, the transformation um, of Express Home Buyers. Uh, you can find me on the three social media platforms, TikTok at Brad Chandler, the number six, and then Brad Chandler coaching on Instagram and YouTube. And just uh, go sign up there or, or, you know, subscribe on YouTube and follow me on the other two. And I think you're going to find some, um, it's going to be a mix of incredible business ideas and what I've learned and the lessons I've learned, but also the more important side. And that's the personal side is like how to find, uh, how to find self-love and self-compassion, which leads to freedom. So I used to think freedom was financial, but you can have all the money in the world and not have true freedom. Freedom comes when you actually love yourself and you know that you're enough. And that's when the world opens up and changes in a beautiful way. And you stop trying to prove everything to everybody else and, you know, be who you're created to be. I love it. I love it. So with that said, um, obviously, I'd love to connect with you on on Instagram at Crad Rock. Not my last name, but an old cheesy nickname, C-R-A-D-D-R-O-C-K. Um, send me a DM. I'd, I'd love to respond any way I can. Um, so and then also you can go to the Web page if you're interested in uh, checking out uh, your business to see if you could monetize your dead leads, go to chriscraddick.com and just click on the link apply. And either myself or somebody from our team will jump over and we will look at your business and see if we help you monetize those dead leads, turn, turn everybody that's calling in saying, I want to sell my house, but uh, not selling at 65 to 75 cents on the dollar, but closer to retail, if you can turn that into cash. So with that said, Brad, thank you for being here. I'll tell you what, I know you added so much value to, uh, to everybody listening and guys, uh, please reach out to Brad, follow Brad, uh, on Instagram. You're going to learn a lot. Till next time. See ya. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Uncommon Real Estate. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest mastermind conversations from Chris, Jeff, and other uncommon real estate industry leaders. If you love this podcast, please write us a review. And to fast track your real estate career, go to chriscraddock.com. 